Hey guys, it's Kim. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to another episode of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, Louis is on my lap right now. He is showing off his new haircut. Um, was begging to get up. So he's here. I'm also being joined by Kiana again. Welcome Hello. back. Hello. I was actually going to show off my hair first, but Louis beat me to it. Oh, so. your hair looks. Thank you, Louise. Your looks better, though, too. You guys look Wait. great. Very blonde. That did not even come out of my mouth right, but what you know what I mean. What did you say? I said, I don't even know what I said. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to keep it. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, okay. I just need to I just need to refresh. No, you're good. You're good. Um, welcome back, guys. Clearly, we are kind of having a hot mess express kind of day. This past weekend was insane. I'm going to tell you guys all about that during the catch up with Kim portion, but I did want to welcome back Kiana to today's episode. Hello. You guys loved her on our first episode that we did. When was that? Like two weeks ago or? Time flies and you're having fun. I think it was actually May 21st, but who's counting? Oh, I know it was May 21st because it was after my family reunion. That's so right. I know that whole weekend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We loved your episode. We got great feedback. I had so much fun. Like I left and typically whenever I'm in social situations, Whenever I like get back into my car or I get home or something, I typically am exhausted. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, no one fucking look at me, talk to me, need anything from me. And I was rejuvenated. I, I was feeling oh, myself. So on top of the world. Very happy to be back. I'm pumped. I first of all really appreciate you being on. I like I said, I had great feedback from our episode. So Love. Kiana's gonna be making a reoccurring appearance. We haven't determined the timeline just yet, but we're feeling it out. Yep. I loved having her on and she loved being on and you guys loved her. So we're going to have some fun and see how it goes. It's going to yep. be, it's going to be good today. We have a really fun episode with father's day coming up this Sunday. I feel a majority of America loves father's day. Uh, I am not one of those people. Are some, you? Um, depends fluctuates. Yes. It fluctuates depending on the year. Yeah. I feel I, mm -hmm. I agree. I'm not against Father's Day. I think Father's Day is incredible. I have so much respect for all. I'll start off the episode by saying that. So much respect for all the fathers in this world who bring children into this world, care about their children, raise incredible children. I do not love celebrating all fathers on this That's day. That's a though. great way of putting it. Because I think, I mean, some of my friends' parents are incredible. Dads, people, I don't know, just people you know. I've heard great stories. I'm so jealous I will be honest like I wish I had that relationship with my father I don't but instead of being sad about Father's Day I was like you know what let's do a podcast episode and kind of pick fun at it but also just talk more about like our stories our relationships with our dads and then kind of give feedback on some Father's Day not horror stories but give advice on people's stories with their past Father's Days love that because you know no matter what the topic is, I always have an opinion and I have something to say. So it's gonna, great I, form for us. I, I figured I figured that much. If you guys enjoy listening to today's podcast episode, please make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple podcast. Leave a written review that helps the most. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to give me a thumbs up. Click that subscribe button. What else? Join my Facebook group. My lips aren't sealed podcast on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. My lips aren't sealed podcast. And what's your Instagram handle? Kiana underscore Milliken. K-I-O-N-A. Fiona with a K. 
underscore Milliken. Amazing. And I will link her handle in the show notes as well. But with all that said, we are going to jump on into Catch Up with Kim. So, you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? Now we're going to jump on into Catch Up with Kim. So I will let my guest go first. How was your week? What's going on? What's the 411? This past week, I have a couple things to say. One, I got my lips done again for the second time last week. They look fantastic. Did it hurt? Oh my God. That's like something that they don't talk. If they talk about it, I haven't heard. Yeah. But I got my lips done like six, seven months ago and um, I loved it. But I forgot how painful it was. And I remember now looking back at pictures, I, I'm i literally sitting at work and there's tears in my eyes and my lips are fucking huge. Yeah. And I remember I went home sick that day and I remember telling myself when I was driving home, no pain is worth this. No pain is worth this. I'm never going to do this again. It's worth it. So I say my bitch ass was sitting in that seat last mm-hmm. Friday morning to get my lips done because I feel like a different bitch. Yeah. Like I don't have an upper lip. So when I smile, it disappears. Let's see. Well, now I have an upper lip. No, I know. Well, let me see the smile now beautiful upper lip wow yeah I know when before you would see you know the fact that I haven't worn my retainer in a couple weeks <laughs> and now this just covers it all up it's a miracle how much of a difference lip filler changes somebody's face yeah I mean I because I, I I've gotten it done a few times as well my lips were tiny and now I look like a completely different person in my opinion and you never think that like lips are that big of a deal and I always wonder if lips are going to be like the new like what eyebrows were in 2017 Mm -hmm. you know like the thick plaster on eyebrows but honestly I think that if you get your lips done correctly they're always going to be in style yeah that makes sense like you don't go too much overboard um but no the pain is unlike anything I've ever experienced if I didn't love my bitch Allie so much um I probably wouldn't go but she makes them look so good did she put the numbing cream on too she put the numbing cream on, but she's just so precise, which I appreciate. Like, she really takes her time, and she just does a great job. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised to hear how much pain. Maybe I have a higher pain tolerance than I expected because it is painful, but it's not, like, unbearably painful And I for consider me myself to have a pa- high pain tolerance, but then I guess, like, maybe it's something about my, like, p- maybe my lips are more sensitive than others. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And fairer skin. Your skin's more sensitive yeah. um, with, like, all procedures. That's what my... Um, skin girl told me yeah so I I was hurt I saw a a few bruises but overall I feel like a new bitch like I'm out here and you know what I don't usually bruise on my lips so you are more sensitive yeah like do you see it on the sides right here yes I noticed yeah so um we're hurting but worth it so that was my past week the second thing we're hurting but we're working (laughs) correct like (laughs) beauty is pain I hate that phrase but like it's so true yeah it is um so the other thing that's like this is kind of embarrassing but I'm here to normalize CPAP machines I'm normalizing CPAP yeah. machines for young adults. <laughs> so I got prescribed a CPAP machine last week. What is a CPAP machine? Um, how would you explain it? It's like, it is essentially like a headgear type device, a face mask that essentially pushes air into your nose and your mouth to make sure that you're breathing okay. Because a lot of people with sleep apnea, the problem is that they're not getting enough air. Yeah. Um, so then they are having these interruptions during the night, which is a big source of weight gain, fatigue, things like that. And so right. my journey, I, I was the heaviest I've ever been about a year and a half ago. And one of the biggest reasons was my thyroid, which I've been managing for a lot of years now. I need to get my thyroid checked. It. So did they give you a medication to manage your thyroid and it helps with weight management? Yeah. So my freshman year of college, I thought that it was just like everyone's freshman year sucked as bad as mine did. But turns out it was just my thyroid was fluctuating so much. And I test that. Was that with blood? blood. Mm -hmm. You do some blood work. I know. See, I can get my lips done. I can do all this crazy stuff. But then when it comes to getting my blood drawn out of my arm or anything, I pass out. 
Really? It's, I, I can't. Yeah. So you had your thyroid tested and then mm-hmm. they, that led to finding out about the CPAP. Yeah. So I got my thyroid tested like 10 years ago. And so I've been like managing that. And then it just kept my, my thyroid kept fluctuating over like years and years and years. And that was Hashimoto's, which is more of an autoimmune disorder That's rather than, has. yeah, rather than just it being a thyroid issue. And it is very genetic. So if your mom has it, queen. Great. That's what I'm like. My, my Thanks, mom gave mom. me, I was about to say, my mom gave me, you know, like a great personality, but that bitch also gave me shit genetics when it comes to my, my mom teeth. also gave me anxiety, depression, and Hashimoto's. It's like, can you give me some money too? How does that work? <laughs> Mind passing it down? Um, but no, so right now I'm just dealing with the thyroid from Jody Milliken. Thanks, Queen. Yeah. Um, my mom mentioned in the last podcast that um, all I did was talk shit about my family. But oh, mom. No, mom, we love you. It's not like that, Jodes. We love you. No, no, no. Queen. But like we, also, screw you with my thyroid. Yeah, love. love you, but... And while we're talking about that, Caitlin, give me my platforms back. I've been waiting on them for months. <laughs> while we're just, like, getting all this shit out with our families, we know, you know? We know you guys are listening. Yes, but I have a CPAP machine. Went to go pick it up, um, and I was in the waiting room, and I would say that the average age was about 78, 85, 78 to 80 range. Absolutely. Um, and there's me, and um, I now sleep with the um, CPAP machine. How loud is it? Oh, okay. It's not like back in the day, it used to, like you had to carry around like a tank. Yes. Now it's just like the size of like a Kleenex box. It's like really cute, but like still I'm fucking social suicide. I'm imagining like connected to this machine and having to like inch around your apartment with this. Like. It's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It is social suicide. Yeah. But I mean, once I'm snatched here in like two months, it's over for you bitches. Yeah. So, okay. Last question with CPAP. If you had a guy sleeping over. Would you use your CPAP or would you oh skip God. the night? I would skip. Yeah. And like sometimes insurance does audits. Like if you have insurance, they do audits on how often you use it or else they won't provide coverage for it anymore. And that's just something that's just a bullet I'm willing to take. Yeah. Wow. Unless like you know me intimately, you will never see me with my CPAP on. Yeah. I have some that's pictures tough. on my phone just so I can like make sure I have it set up right when I'm in my home. But even when I've had guys sleep over I question putting my retainer in. So I couldn't even imagine putting a CPAP machine on. Yeah. It's like, you're like asking to not go on a second, third, fourth date, like 100%. But beauty is pain physically, but also a little bit mentally and emotionally. Yeah. And you have to take care of yourself. So I'm proud of you. Anything else this week going on? um, I have quoted here, drag brunch and death. Um, So I went to a drag brunch this past weekend. I saw the pictures on Instagram. Tell me everything. So first and foremost, I want to say that I'm a good ass time in general, Yeah. but put me at a drag brunch and I'm the person everyone wants to be friends with. I left with like 10 new numbers in my phone from like all of these like people that I met that I'm obsessed with now. It's where I thrive. Yeah. There's actually these pictures on um, Coconut Club's Instagram where I'm literally doing this, like hands up in the air, screaming and yelling, cheering because I'm just living my best life. I need to see. Oh, that's the picture. Yes. And they posted yes. that one. Yes. Amazing. And, um, wait, why was it death though? The reason why it's death is because I don't know why I think that a marathon and a sprint can be one and the same when drinking. Yeah. Um, so I'm out there and like, I'm like chugging champagne, taking some shots, drinking some beers. Um, and then I decide like, mind you, I was out there like 2 PM. Um, I get home at about, and when I say home, I mean sleeping on my friend's couch, um, at about one I had no business drinking for 11 hours. No PM business. or a.m.? A.m. So you, the brunch started at 2 and you went to bed at 1.30 a.m.? Correct. That's a marathon. Yeah. And I would say that 
one of my good friends, Jessica, her biggest quote is that if you've been drinking um, in the early hours of the afternoon, nothing good happens after 10 p.m. Yeah. Um, I, and I should have lived that. by that. Wise and words. I shit you not, I have scabs all over my shins, on my knees. I have a bruise on my ass. Like, If you guys are watching on YouTube, she just pulled up her pant leg and revealed a huge war wound. What is that from? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I know that it happened at the cat's pajamas. That's a good spot. It's fun, right? I love that spot. But then I just, I, I keep thinking, I'm like, oh, well, I hope I did this when like not a lot of people were looking. Yeah. I hope that I covered it up well. So... That was my weekend. It was so fun, though. Like, I would no, go to drag brunch all over again. But a group of friends went home and napped for, like, an hour and a half and then came back out. I should have done that. But I'm like, no, I know myself too well. If I go home, I'm just not coming back out. I'm Wouldn't have been the way. worst thing. Yeah, I'm the same way. Even with, you know, I don't drink alcohol, right? But even with, like, going out and coming back, taking a break, I will not go back out. It doesn't matter if I'm, like, hungover or been drinking all day, like, or I'm completely sober. Like, once I'm home, I'm home with my dog, my pajamas, contacts come out glasses come on no yeah maybe I shouldn't have been at cat's pajamas but in my own pajamas at home yeah um, because I was in bed until about three yesterday correct <gasps> um and we were supposed to record mm-hmm. our podcast yesterday and mm-hmm. I was like hey girl like I got back from my brunch and I was cleaning up my space totally fine that we rescheduled because I was I had the longest weekend ever too and so we she's like I didn't realize it was today or I don't know exactly what you said but I was like it's fine yeah it sounds we both had long weekends like it worked out yeah I was in no place to be um social or funny so it's probably for the best (laughs) that we waited until today yeah uh so so that was my weekend I was packing my fanny pack to come over here actually and I found my underwear in there um because I guess when I was sleeping at my friend's house I just got too hot so I took my underwear off. Grateful. Wait, so. okay. So you got too hot. You took your underwear off and you put them in your fanny pack? Yeah. So I just took them out this morning on my way over. I love that for you. Well, my weekend was not <laughs> that <laughs> to say, please crazy. tell us about your weekend. Mine are so PG compared in comparison. But okay. Speaking of big lips, and I feel you and most of my followers probably already are aware of what happened. I went to urgent care on Friday. I think it was Friday. Yeah, Friday. I got this like honey and some peanut butter and I'll have that with like my apples and just have like a little bit of, yeah, I'm like so good. Great intentions. Great intentions. I'm sitting there eating my, my, the stuff and my lips start burning. Immediately? Within five minutes after like consuming the the dish. And so my, my lips start burning and I'm like, that's weird. Louis, come give me a kiss, right? So he kisses me and I'm like okay I'm fine and then I like feel my lip and it starts it's swollen right so I look in the mirror and it looks like I just got lip injections like in a good way though at first I was like oh they look kind of good you can eat honey more often yeah that's what eating healthy does (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god it's crazy (laughs) and then within like 20 minutes they're like my lips are three times the size that they normally are like Jennifer Coolidge but in a bad way and I was like holy shit what's going on the corners of my mouth started turning like blue purple which means you're not getting oxygen WebMD thank you and I call my mom because she knows a lot about the medical field and so I called her is your mom a nurse she no but my grandma was and they both worked in like the same facility or their whole lives they've seen it all they've seen it all so I call my mom she doesn't answer. I'm like, mom, I know you're home. So I, I was like, you know, I, I was starting to panic. So I was like, I just need to go to urgent care. 
So I drove myself to urgent care. Of course, I get stuck in a ton of traffic. On the way there, I'm freaking out. I get there. What time is this? 6.30, peak traffic. Damn. Friday. They close at 7 or 7 or 8. So I was like, I need to get there. So I get there and I tell them what's going on. And luckily, like, the waiting room was empty. And the lady is like, could see the panic in my face. And she's like, can you breathe? And I was like, my throat's like starting to swell up. And I was like, not well. So she checks my oxygen. And as she's testing my oxygen, like she's filling out the form for me on my phone, like trying to get me in right away. My oxygen level was low. I was fully having an allergic reaction to this stupid motherfucking honey. And they were able to cure me and I got nursed back to life. Then I just took some Benadryl at home, woke up like 15 hours later a new woman two things that are impressive to me one that you just like drove yourself there whenever you were probably in it's an abundance no of pain yeah it was but then also like it was the shock I think that's fair like you were like at that point you were in fight mode and also like I was thinking okay I could call my sister or somebody to come pick me up by the time they get to me I'm gonna already be dead like I might as well just drive <laughs> there Really, I was like, there's there's the fastest way for me to get there is for me to drive myself. So I posted about this on my stories and people say, as you get older, though, you um, your allergies and things start to change, huh. which is fun. So that's great. I love getting older. Yeah, you think you know yourself. Yeah. Your body says, hold on. Yes. And so my friend um, Jess said that she got her allergies tested. I wrote it down. There's like a certain place where you can get your allergies tested when you move to hmm. a new city. And so she's like, you should probably go get that done. And so I'm going to get it done. Out of all of the allergies and allergens in Texas, it's the raw honey that did it to you. Yeah. You know, like there's like, um, what is that called? Pollen. There's trees, whatever. Right. <laughs> what is it called? Pollen. Trees. <laughs> What's that thing? It's like. No, I know what you're oh talking God. about. Cedar fever. Yeah. Right. Is that what yes. You're yes. There, so I have been affected by it, but just like stuffy nose allergies, like just the standard, not swelling, like like a balloon so that was my friday saturday um had some family stuff going on so dealt with that and it was very stressful and chaotic and then um sunday i had like a great brunch so it was overall like a really nice weekend my other highlights though of the week got my hair done yes i did like a little shadow root blend thing so good new place called spoken wheel downtown and we both got our hair done there recently by caitlin queen like 10 out of 10 recommend she's amazing my other thing is that I got sent a box of dresses so grateful and clothes from free people so I love their clothes they're beautiful the only hard thing with me is I have like a pretty short like the the space between my shoulder and my boob is like short so anytime I get a shirt or like a dress that I need support in it's like they're always like sagging. It's like not, not oh. as much support. So if you shorten like the distance on top of your shoulders, it gives you like a built-in bra basically. So I went, I asked people in my apartment, where's a good place to get alterations? A few people recommended this place called Austin Alterations. It's downtown also. Okay. So I go there. So nice. I do, they do all the, all the fittings and everything. Everything's all done. And I go to pay. Um, five pieces. Don't. How much do you think it costs for... To get five pieces altered. One of the dresses didn't need alteration. It was just the strings that I, I was moving from the front of the dress to the back of the dress. Um, and then the other two were just the shoulders. And then the other one was a skirt. Austin never fails to break my heart when it comes to pricing of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like a hundred bucks? $350. 
I you cannot make this up. And I'm, I'm kind of looking, blushing right now. Like that's yes. So the the way I and I called my mom like really upset afterwards because like I've been really trying to budget and I know that I could have taken my stuff and left, but I wanted this certain dress for a certain event and like I just was like you know I'm already here. I'll bite the bullet and I won't come back again. Was there a rush on it? Like, did they no. charge you for a rush or anything? Nope. Nope. Mm. But I asked too. I was like, is there spooky? A- yeah. And so then I ended up going on Yelp afterwards, which is what I should have done to begin with. Cause I'm a Yelp elite. Humble brag. Wait. And Yelp, <laughs> co- like Yelp space elite or it's one word. Yelp elite. I'm well, there's like a program for elite members on Yelp. People who like write reviews and stuff and they get free shit. So I, I do that. It's my little hobby. Little Karen. Love that. Little pastime. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So I went on Yelp afterwards and this place, everybody had reviewed like they over overcharge. Like it's crazy. So wasn't just me, which I felt better about because she was asking about what I do and stuff. And so part of me, I was thinking like, is she taking advantage of me because she thinks I make like a ton of money or something? I don't know. But afterwards everybody's mistreated so that made me feel better additionally I found I told you about this I think did I tell you I don't know if I did somebody threw away this media console in our trash room did I tell you about this no (laughs) and it was like really bougie like a nice piece of furniture so I was like I brought it back into my apartment where is it well I'll tell you okay I brought it back into my it's gorgeous but it was like dark wood and so I brought it into my apartment I staged it and I put it on Marketplace. Yes, bitch. And I made 100 bucks off of it. And you know what? That's half of your alterations. And that's what I was like, okay, I paid. <laughs> so basically my alterations were all, I'm so ghetto. <laughs> basically my alterations were like 250 which which still makes me want to cry my eyes out. No broken doubt. down was $50 a piece, which is still a lot. So I wouldn't go back. But that was my, that was my week. I am trying to budget though. That's been like a very big priority of me is like making money, paying off debts, putting money aside for like my savings and trips and things like that. So I'm very money oriented lately. Good. So just trying to get back on track with that. And that's why it bothered me even more. Cause I'm like, it's like, I made all of this progress. Yeah. And then like this one alteration. Yeah. And my thing that I've constantly said when living in Austin is one, one small little phrase, the audacity. Yeah. The audacity that some of these places have to yeah. be so expensive. Like when looking at houses, and I've been looking at getting a new place, um, looking at houses, it's like it can be a shoebox. They're like, okay, so that's going to be about twenty two hundred a month if that's okay with you. I'm like, um, yeah. And they're like, so no AC, no heat, like all this stuff, like just like random shit. And I'm like, the audacity. Wow. And that's Austin too. You Are know, they like close to downtown. I mean, yeah. Some of them were on the east side, which was nice. That Loved is that. Nice. But. Again, it's like the audacity, like $700 pet deposit fee, non-refundable. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I like mean, the, the rent here is like atrocious, but I just feel safe here, which is why I'm willing to pay for it. Well, I was going to say, cause like some of these houses, it's like, oh no, like, no, I get that it's close to town, but also like it literally like, I would not feel safe. Mm-hmm. So you can pay for location and then feel like you're constantly looking over your shoulder all day, every day. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. It's just such a give and take. I feel like whenever you're here, but again, like. The audacity that some businesses and like landlords and stuff have criminal. Yeah. And I'm here for like supporting the small businesses, but I just let me know if you guys are listening, if that's standard and I'm just been living under a rock and those prices are normal. I was just taken aback. Additionally, I was like, well, I got these dresses for free. So I, at least I got them for, like, I'm so, so grateful for that aspect, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't expect that expense. So that wraps up my catch up with Kim. And we are now going to shift on into our picks of the week. 
Oh my god. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. Starting off with our picks of the week. Mine is really simple. I look at my nails. I love them. Like the shape, the size. Adorable, right? So these are press-ons, which like blows my mind. I've always been like a big press-on nail girly, but I recently, I think like last year, I started wearing contact lenses a lot more. Oh shit. And so I was like, how am I going to wear my press-ons? take out my contacts without scratching out my eyeballs so these are the kiss press on nails not sponsored I just I love these they're so so cute and normally I would wear them for a night and then rip off like my thumb and my pointer finger rip off that fake nail and just t- at the end of the night just for your contacts yes and then readhese them and is that a word readhese I don't know put but them yeah. back on in the morning yeah and it was like so painful so bad for my nails but I was coming home like drunk from bar so I was like I didn't feel the pain as much and all you want to do is go to sleep so you're like fuck this I'm ripping it off yeah so just rip it off that sounds so painful sorry trigger warning (laughs) like truly (laughs) very 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 painful um but recently like yesterday today's Monday yeah yesterday I went to the brunch and I was able to take them off I like very strategically oh I used each finger and I took off one from each hand yeah and was able to take off the contact lens. I mean, I, I did it slowly, but I'm proud of myself. So it is possible, but the nails are amazing. They have so many different colors and shapes. I feel like they really elevate your look. They truly do, especially with a job like I have where I'm shooting content or I'm doing close-up product shots. My hands are always being shown. So for the past year, I've been pretty insecure about how my hands look. I think we took a picture of our hands with the mics and I'm like, I just didn't like how they looked. Yeah. I felt embarrassed. And I'll do like gel and um, dip manicures and stuff too sometimes. But I just feel like this elevates your look. Well, and more. it not only elevates it, but also it's so easy to switch the styles. Mm-hmm. Um, because the problem about getting dip and shellac sometimes is like that's a commitment. Yeah. That's a four-week commitment. What I like about press-ons is they do last as long as you want them to, as long as you take care of them. Mm-hmm. But you can also switch them out if you have different content you're shooting throughout the week or something like that. Exactly. Huge proponent of press-ons. And you have yeah. great nail beds. So Thank you. Love that for you. Hate that for me because I have literal sausage fingers. Let me see. Look, my nail beds are so, like my nail beds are really narrow, but my fingers are sausagey. I do see that, but they're not in a bad way. No, How you're describing them is really awful. It, your it, hands are not ugly. It, it's pretty criminal though. I... Yeah, I have nice, I have like nice long fingers. You do. Like, you look like you would be a good, like, you know, whenever you go on to Instagram or TikTok on your like popular page, you know? Yes. And it's like people are showing off like the engagement ring types. Yeah, like this. It's like like two carat. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. I am proud of my hands. Thank you. Your hands, your voice, and your hair. Because I love your voice. We've talked about that last time. Thank you. Your hair looks great. You just got it done. And your hands. (sighs) this is why I invited her on guys just to boost me up yeah so she as I say so I I have to give at least five compliments in the podcast and I'm good for next thank you yeah you're you're at three okay okay so what is your pick of the week so my pick of the week is you mentioned that we just got our hair done yeah um downtown at spoken wheel and I'm obsessed because they aren't sponsoring us to talk about this we genuinely love them I was in shock just because and it's something that I didn't realize that I think a lot of people have problems with is like whenever you have someone that you go to often you believe that there's only one way to do your hair yeah um and so she told me she was like so I think that I'm just going to um she's like do you like what do you get done in the past I'm like well I do a half a full half half full you know on my highlights and she's like okay well I'm probably gonna do like something kind of in between and in my head I'm like okay like that's not what I typically get done um but she was like see like there's never just like one way to do your hair 
Um, but it just matters about the technique. And you mentioned that, you know, so spoken she does wheel, custom coloring, custom. And you mentioned that they're from LA mm-hmm. and there's just, they have much more modern techniques there. And so I saw my hair when it was done. I was like, I had no idea that my hair could look like this vibrant and this bright without looking completely fake yeah um because I always was led to believe like if we go too bright like it's just not gonna look good on you Mm -hmm. and I was shook up but one thing that we talked about last time on the episode and then whenever I was talking with Caitlin there was that my hair gets so greasy so quickly because I have to use conditioner to to be able to even brush through my hair like my hair is so it's like almost like little kid hair where it's so fine but gets tangled so easily Mm -hmm. and so I was telling her that I was like hey just a warning that whenever I get my hair done my hairdressers literally hate to brush out my hair because it takes so long no matter how much conditioner they use or whatever it's so difficult and so she got me on the k18 um leave-in conditioner and whenever I hear leave you don't use that I used before that I used Kevin Murphy Oh, okay. Well, that's good too. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I love Kevin Murphy, but their leave-in conditioner is just a lot thicker. K-18's amazing. And she was like, so what you need to do is you condition your hair first, shampoo it, and then when you get out, use the leave-in conditioner as if you would if you're putting in conditioner in the shower, mm-hmm. and then just leave it. And Interesting that she told you to condition first. Yes. I've never heard that. I know. And so I was like really, I was like, uh, leave-in conditioner for me, I just think about my hair literally looking like, looking like a mop mm-hmm. when I get out and just looking greasy all the time. And I did it today. And typically my first day is my greasiest hair day. And I'm shook up. Yeah. Like it looks I, amazing. Yeah. I'm obsessed. So the K18 leave-in conditioner, everything of the sort. I love that. I think that might have been one of my picks of the week before. Really? I love it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And it's given my hair. It helps your hair grow, too, which I've noticed a Good. lot. So, and um, and I she mentioned, it. I think that the next thing on my list is to get the oil for my ends. Me, too. For when I go 77 years not washing my hair. Yeah, I need that, too. Okay, well, great. We'll split a bottle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, well, that wraps up our picks of the week. And now we are going to shift on into the main portion of today's episode. Let's are you ready? It. Let's do it. So we are talking about dads our relationships with our fathers some people submitted stories about issues that they've had with father's day and everything under the daddy umbrella so are you excited to talk about this yeah I I'm personally like my type is daddies love that. um but maybe that's because there's a little bit of me that has daddy issues you yeah. know like there's I think there's probably like something psychological about that I think a lot of people have daddy issues right I I think that's a it's a pretty universal thing that people can relate to I am very envious of people who have no daddy issues I'm like I can't even imagine a life like that I was talking to my mom prior to this episode I'm like how do I navigate talking about this and she said well I think you guys should first not me asking my mom for podcast advice (laughs) she was like I think you girls should first talk about your relationship with your dads and kind of how it's affected your lives and made you the person that you are today. Mm-hmm. So I'll go first. So I'll keep it a little more vague. So it is very personal to, to talk about these things, but hi, I'm Kim. I have daddy issues. <laughs> hi Kim. Hi, <laughs> Nice to meet you. I was not raised by my father. My parents got divorced when I was really young and my mom got pregnant when, I, when she was 19. So very young parents. I don't think my dad was ever meant to be a father. He is a great guy from outside looking in. He's Mm -hmm. fun. People like being around him. But when it comes to parenting and raising a child, he's just not meant to do that. He's very focused on himself and things that make him happy. And he was not necessarily a giving father. So we didn't see him growing up very often. 
doesn't call and check in, just really gave me a lot of trust issues when it comes to yeah. men, right? I think anybody, anybody would feel that way. My mom did remarry to my stepdad when I think I was like five. Okay. And he raised me up until my senior year of high school. And after they divorced, like within a year, he just like stopped talking to me. And growing up, did you call him dad? No. You didn't? No, I never called him dad, but... He taught me how to drive. Like, we lived together from age 5 to 18. Doesn't speak to me at all anymore. That is so interesting. There must be something, like, in men's DNA, words, men's DNA that makes them different than women. Because I feel like women don't let go like that. No. And even, I was talking to my mom about, about this, too. I'm like, back to my biological dad. It's like, how do you know that there's a part of you that you created? A human being on Earth that you literally made... And you don't want to know what they're up to. You don't want to nope. be a part of their lives. You don't want to celebrate their accomplishments. It's it's really shocking because, yeah, as a woman, I'm like, I could not go a day without knowing what my kid is up to. Yep. And my mom said, you know, we would see my dad for maybe a week at a time growing up. Not often. But she said it was so painful for her to be away from her babies and not knowing what they were doing and, like, the fear she had every day that we were gone. And I feel like I would be that way. Yep. With my kids too. And it's an instinct too. Like I feel like 99.9% of people who are mothers have that connection, that bond with their children. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is just interesting to me that, and I'm sure that there's like much more that goes into it, but like that it does sometimes seem almost like it is just like a switch. Right. That turns off. Yeah. That they can just choose to like not acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting because I just just don't see how that could be. It's like a serial killer. Like how do you shut that off? It's so weird to me. Correct. And then with my stepdad, it's like, how did you raise me for that many years? I mean, I a big part of who I am today is because of him. Like, I do have some of his personality traits and things. And so it's fascinating. He ended up getting somebody pregnant right after the divorce, maybe like a year or two after. Mm. So now he started his own family. And I get it. He's focused on raising her. And uh, I, I have so much, like, respect for that, that he is, like, stepping in as a dad. But it's just very odd, odd to me. So that said... I've always had a little bit of an odd relationship when it comes to trusting men. And then in both of my long-term relationships, I was cheated on. So it's, it's very frustrating to, to have that. That said, I still know that there is like an amazing man out there for me. Who's going to be an incredible dad. I am not completely jaded, jaded, put off from the idea of marriage. I, I've watched too many rom-coms to be that way. Like I, I very much over romanticized the idea of having a a husband and a father to my children. So that is kind of my relationship today, a lack of trust, but there's still hope. What is yours like? Well, real quick, what do you feel like you're doing like to combat the trust issues? Like, is it a conscious effort you have to constantly make like, Hey, this is not the same. Yeah. I think I am more guarded. Like, I definitely do not open myself up to, like, every guy a relationship. I, I'm i working on that. But I also think that's not a bad thing. I think having these daddy issues create, like, had a positive impact on me as well. Like, first of all, it made me funnier. Like, I have, like, a, a better personality. Bitch. Right? Like, I think we're just, we're more well-rounded. We, I use humor to cope with things yeah. like trauma, with trauma, which <laughs> isn't always, like, the best thing. But I feel like it made me a better person because my life wasn't perfect. Yeah. But when it comes to how you said um, dealing with like those trust issues and things and how I've been able to to cope with it, 
I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm not perfect. Right. Like I, there's definitely still room for improvement, but I think I just, I don't let everybody in. Does that answer your question? What was, it your, does. What was the initial question? Well, essentially like, <laughs> like what do you do to like kind of combat like that kind of nagging in your head, always being like, don't trust them. Yeah. Trust I guess them. I just kind of shut it off. I think everybody's unique when that comes to friend, like girlfriends and guys I'm dating. It's like every person is so unique and I can't, I try my hardest not to put them in a box. So to yes, speak. exactly. But it's hard. I mean, it's definitely like you have to be cautious of like those feelings you have in the back of your head and just try to like ignore them yeah. until the person shows their true colors or does something wrong to yeah. actually initiate that feeling. Yeah. I think it's funny that you mentioned like having um, a good personality and like being able to joke about things, which like is kind of funny and like we're kind of kidding, but not. Oh, I'm not kidding at all. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, I, I feel like that's the thing. It's like, you just kind of have to like learn to like kind of like roll with the punches in life sometimes because yeah. of that. And, um, yeah, I say that me, you know, being really fucking fat and having, um, bad braces, my freshman year going into my sophomore year of college gave me the best personality of my life. You had braces in college. Girl. Oh my God. I need to see yeah. these pictures. It's so bad. It's Follow really us bad. on Instagram. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a peek. I'll give you a peek. Like going I, into, um, you have to let me post your glow up. Please do. Oh please do. God, I'm happy to chat about my glow up now. Cause it, wow. Yeah, and I only had like four front teeth because I had um, eight, nine baby teeth still going into my junior year of high school. And so only my four front teeth were the ones on top that were adult teeth. <laughs> wow. So I went in one morning, got nine teeth pulled, and then the next day went and got my braces on. So I'd have to smile at a specific angle so that you like wouldn't just see like a dark mass of like holes in my mouth. Interesting. I was also a late bloomer with my teeth, but it was eighth grade where I finally got like all my teeth in but like my eighth grade picture in the yearbook I'm missing like two teeth I'm like oh my god so embarrassing which like it's cute whenever you're seven years old six or seven and like you don't have teeth but like eighth grade high school like I love that for us no but again I think that's why we have good personalities too it's because like you have to learn to laugh at stuff like that you do you have to own it yeah my um friend Danielle and I were talking about how we want to have like these great lives for our future kids or our future families whatever and but we don't want their lives to be too perfect so we have to make sure something traumatic happens to them that's not too damaging but enough to like no give them point. a little bit of grit you know a little Throw bit of a edge. wrench in there somewhere and then be like okay let's overcome this we're like hey maybe right. maybe a pet will pass away it's, it doesn't have to be get a goldfish from the carnival yes love that like we need to need to make it happen but overall I mean I feel like my relationship with my dad definitely has affected who I am today in a good way and a bad way, of course, too, because I have trust issues with, with certain things. And then there's also moments in life where it's like Father's Day, where it's like, okay, I want to celebrate a dad. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Or my friends talk about what they're doing with their dads or something funny that their dads did. And so it's challenging yeah. moments like that, which we'll talk a little bit more about. What is your... And you can say as little or much as you want. But yeah. What's your relationship with yours? You know what? I, I might keep it a little bit high level just because I feel like my relationship with my dad is like, it's still a work in progress. Um, So my dad was literally like my God growing up. Um, He was the kind of person, because like my mom, she was very much for the longest time, like the breadwinner of the family. Um, And I didn't realize that at the time, whenever she was out traveling for work and stuff, she probably traveled 60% of the time. And she had four daughters at the time. Um, And so my dad was kind of like Mr. Mom. You know, he was the one that was like taking us to soccer practices. He was the coach and all that. And so growing up, I saw that as like, oh, my mom is very disconnected. My dad is the one who like wants to spend time with us. But like, you know, obviously as you grow, you start to realize like that wasn't the case at all. 
all. Yeah. Um, but as time went on, my mom, she actually had a job where she could, um, be home most nights for dinner because that was the kind of family we were. Um, everyone sits down for dinner, no phones. Maybe we'll play a game or something. Like that was our family. That's nice. Like I would beg to say that like it was like pretty like picture perfect. Yeah. Um, and we, I would say like probably going into my freshman year, like eighth to ninth grade, my parents just kind of like, I remember I thought it was a joke. My, my dad was like, hey, so me and your mom are going to take some time apart. Um, mom's going to move into an apartment. And I'm going to stay in the house. And from there, and like this is when you had four teeth. Yes, correct. So talk about trauma on trauma <laughs> on trauma. Like I had nine fucking baby teeth. My parents were separating. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like one thing at a time, you know, like one thing yeah. at a time. Um, and so we, me and my sisters kind of split up. I stayed and lived with my mom in an apartment and my dad, um, stayed in the house. But from there, our relationship very much shifted. Um, I mean, how could it not? Right. Like, I just think about, this is like kind of like a funny example, but I would, I remember I would literally call my dad if I forgot my water bottle at home and he would leave work and literally bring me a stupid ass Nestle life water bottle. Um, just cause I was thirsty. Like that's the kind of guy he was. Mm-hmm. And he still is that guy very much, but our relationship just changed. Like I got older. Um, we had different focuses. Like mine was like doing well in school, wanting to get into a good college, like all this stuff. Um, and I think that he was like, kind of like going through this journey of finding himself all over again um and so we were like very disconnected like there would go there would be like a couple months maybe even years that him and I didn't really talk right um and he now is like remarried he has been married a couple times but he got remarried and he is with this woman now who I think was probably the best thing for him and so we went from I and this is what I say often is like in college we probably talked on the phone two to three times through my whole time in college. I would see him um, at Christmas whenever I'd come home. Um, but like we didn't necessarily have that relationship that we used to have. Um, but now as I'm Especially grown. Especially that shift. Like for me, at least I never saw him. So I wasn't disappointed as I grew up. You had like Mr. Mom. And then 100%. that's such a, such a different shift. It's, it's a different Aww. shift. And it's like. Sorry, baby Kiana. I know. Like damn, Kiana, like queen, queen shit. But. I will say, though, that like now that his time has gone on and I'm older and he's older and I think that like he's learned a lot, which is great. Yeah. And my parents were married for 28 years. Mm-hmm. And so like, again, whenever he told us that this divorce is happening, I was like, you're kidding. Like, no, we're perfect. Like, we're great. We're fine. Yeah. Um, Something that's hard to think about is that especially growing up, we, we forget to think like our parents are people, too. Correct. And it's it's I just they're also growing up and learning, especially because my parents were so young. I have so much more empathy for my mom specifically because she was raising kids as a kid herself. Yep. And I don't know how old your parents were, but people go through different growth in their life, their whole lives. So, wow. Yeah. So you guys are good now. We're, yeah, we're getting better. We, um, Again, so, like, I think that his wife really holds him accountable. And he's just, again, he's, like, just such a different guy. And I think he had a lot of growing to do. And so we are in a much better place now. And, I, like, it makes me very hopeful. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think that our relationship, like, it's still growing. It can always get better. But it's day and night to how it was, I would say, even six years ago, seven years ago. So um, very grateful. But I also think that, like, sometimes daddy issues, it gave me some personality, gave me some mm-hmm. edge. But also, like it gave me so much more respect for mothers out there too, who are in a situation like that. My mom was a single mom with four yep. kids. And so it, it gave me a little bit of independence too. Like, Hey, it's not all fun and games. Grow up, get your shit together and you can still do something good with yourself. So right. weirdly a little bit thankful that we kind of went through that time, but now we're getting back to it. And so I, I, again, I'm hopeful, but it's a process. 
it's know? definitely it's definitely a process and I think we just told both of our stories I'm sure you listeners have your everybody has their own unique relationship with their parents with their dads and so we just kind of wanted to talk about ours maybe your story is similar to ours maybe it's different but again everybody has a unique relationship with their parents with their family with their friends so that's a little bit of our stories I wanted to jump into a few little stories that we're going to give our opinions on okay so this is a question for us so somebody asks and we kind of touched on this already but they said do you have daddy issues like me? And if so, how has it affected your life? I feel like it always affects my relationships in my adult life and need advice. And I think it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about really trying to separate the feelings you have towards your father, towards the men that are entering your life as you're dating as an adult. It can be easy to, let's say they don't text back and your dad never texted you back growing up. Okay, they're two different people. Maybe this guy you're dating has a busy work schedule you can't be like he's not texting me back because he doesn't love me it can be so hard to separate those feelings and you're gonna get triggered I think being aware of the things that trigger you um, going to therapy helps a lot too talking through those issues and realizing the things that are hurting you but the biggest thing is just to find that separation yeah and and for me it's like I oftentimes would rather see things for exactly how they are than rather than trying to interpret them a different way based on my past experiences. Mm -hmm. I think that that changes everything so much. Like for example, I like if he's not texting you back and it's like, cause you're, you know, your dad doesn't text you back or something like read that at face value. Um, cause what a shame if, um, something could be at face value as good as it actually is. And you know, your fears and your, um, anxieties around the situation based on previous relationships is not fair to that person one but also is it fair to yourself like you deserve to be happy um, but also like that may lead to some heartbreak sometimes that's okay yeah like, I think looking at it too from a, a different point of view avoiding I don't like using the word avoiding so I think you should like deal with issues but if there is a specific issue that you're finding or or um, a trait or something that you see in somebody that you're dating or seeing in your adult life for example let's say this person in their job description they travel every single month for two weeks out of the month and let's say your dad did the same and you felt abandoned by him as a kid maybe it's not the right fit to be dating that guy because you aren't this is just it's not he's not doing it personally but if it is gonna take a toll on your mental health long term just maybe it's not worth pursuing that relationship any farther so I would say find the things that trigger you either avoid them or confront them but let's get let's get this real fucking straight if this guy's a loser and your dad was a loser you're still seeing at face value this guy fucking sucks yes okay like don't get that twisted Mm -hmm. don't be like well like he he could have some good traits nope he's a loser cut it off yeah yeah, exactly. That is all. <clears throat> okay, so that's our that's our advice. <laughs> Hopefully that answered chaos. Hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. You got this though. I mean, you deserve the best. I think at the at the end of the day, the next one is a personal story from me. <gasps> okay, I know. Okay, so I'm not gonna say names for privacy reasons. So I want to get your take on this. Okay. So my. Ex's mom was very involved in our lives. Mm-hmm. And my ex's sister got married. They had a baby. This family knows how I didn't have a relationship with my own father. Mm-hmm. So Father's Day rolls around. My ex and I get a card for his dad. His dad was amazing. Like truly like the best guy ever in the whole world. Now his mom says, okay, you guys got a card for 
for my husband. Great. Did you get a card for your brother-in-law? Mm. So her daughters, my, my ex's sister's husband. And I said, why would I get a card for his sister's husband? He's not my dad. And they're like, well, mm. it's his first Father's Day. Like, you guys should be getting him a gift and a card. And I felt like I was in a very uncomfortable position. Let it be known that we did end up giving him a card, even though I didn't want to. Because I was like, he's not my dad. But then at the same time, and we're also not close. Mm. So for context, we're not close. We saw them like once every six months, barely had any conversation. It wasn't like we were all super close and we were a big part of like the baby's life or anything. We weren't close. So for me to write, happy Father's Day, person's name, Hart Kim. Like, that's just awkward. Mm -hmm. You're not my dad. So I'm probably giving a little bias telling you that perspective. But what are your thoughts on that situation? I think that Father's Day cards or gifts or even acknowledgement should be given to people who are fatherly fatherly figures in your life. Mm -hmm. Or if it is a very close and personal friend. So for example, I texted my friend who just had her first baby this year and I just said like, happy Mother's Day. Love you so much. Do you think it's different Mother's Day versus Father's Day? Because I would totally text Mother's Day. That's a very good point. I do. I do think it's different. Like I'm thinking putting it in perspective of like my sister and her husband. Would you give your sister's husband a card from you? Happy Father's Day? I'm I'm 50-50 and the reason I say that though is because he's a very good friend of mine. Okay, I see. Yeah. So that's why I'm 50-50. So the fact that I'm 50-50 would make me think that, no, you shouldn't have gotten him a Father's Day card. Because I don't know him. Right. Like, I know Garrett. Like, he is, like, we, like, all, like, went, like, grew up together. Like, I know him very well. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, like, I don't even think I. So for perspective, if you started dating a guy and his sister's husband, they had a baby. Well, and you got, you were newer to the relationship. You didn't know him. Would you get him a card? No. It's weird. No. Like, happy Father's Day, Daddy. Like, ew. It just felt, honestly, it just felt, like, creepy and weird. And given the context of my poor relationship with my dad, like, I'm like, I I wasn't even giving out cards to, you know, it it was out of my comfort zone to even give the dad, his dad, a card, even though, like, I loved him. Well, and and my thing is, too, it's like. It's a little triggering. It's also not the ex-mother-in-law's place. Yeah. To be telling you who you should be giving Father's Day, Mother's Day cards to. Adamant. And yeah, so good. I'm glad you're on my side. Yes, that, that's that cleared up. a little up. triggering Father's Day moment for me. Next story. Does anyone here find Father's Day triggering? Mm. I grew up with a narcissist father. We've been in, no, we've had no contact for five years now. Since Father's Day is around the corner, it's extremely triggering for me to see everyone being so loving and close all over social media. How do you deal with it? I have my answer. Okay. Stay off your phone. Yeah. Um, and use that as a day to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of similar to what I was saying at the beginning where it's like, I sometimes I think like if my best friend, you know, whose father was like a fatherly figure in my life, she posts about him for Father's Day because he is an incredible man. Like I would feel the need to be like, you know, like happy Father's Day, Scott. Like love you so much, blah, blah, blah. And like feel like that would need to be my due diligence. But at the end of the day, like protect yourself. I, I feel like this is kind of cheesy, but like honestly, like, pr- protect your peace on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I turn off your phone, take care of yourself. I, I completely understand how that could be triggering. And then you start to play the compare game. Yeah. And we do that enough day in and day out with, you know, with life. Absolutely. Whenever it comes to something as personal as your family, um, hang up. 
So that's, yeah, that's exactly what I would do too. I would say for the past several years, I, I don't even remember that it's father's day because I don't celebrate it. Right. And so I would open my phone and then I see it and then I'm like, okay, that's my reminder to not be on my phone all day. Done for the day. Recently I learned you can put filter words on Instagram. I don't know how exactly, but you can type in father's day on Instagram on your settings and it will hide all the posts that are related to father's day. So I think there's a way to do that too. Fun little hack there. That's great. And I think that like you can do other like trigger words or like types. If you're sick of real housewives content or something like specific, if it's like taking over your feed too much, you can type that in. Which I could never be too sick of real housewives content. For the record. (laughs) I, that's actually, I, and I can appreciate that is like, I think that too often, maybe some people are like, no, I'm not going to block my ex because like, I don't want to give him that satisfaction. Who cares? Yeah. Like protect yourself first. I'm here for blocking. And if that's what you need to do, do it. You know, and I think that like, that's something that I probably would have done a couple years ago. Like if I had an ex and like I, it ended badly, I feel like I would need to block him so that I could just like out of sight, out of mind, but then be like, well, I don't want him to win. Yeah. No. Like we don't play that game anymore. Take care of yourself. Block what you need to stay offline when you need to. Exactly. It's the only way that you can control the situation Mm -hmm. is by completely removing yourself. Yeah. So I think with, yeah, with Father's Day on Sunday, definitely try to avoid social media at all costs if you can. Even the next morning, you're still going to be seeing those posts too. And also try to keep really busy. Get outside, do something fun, treat yourself. Also hang out with friends maybe who have similar stories as you and aren't spending time with, with their dads. Maybe reach out to them too because they are probably hurting as well on that day and this could be whether you have a a shitty father or maybe your father passed away like just be there for for the people who need you and be there for yourself yeah so fuck father's day (laughs) ffd ffd all right we have one more story and this one's an am i the asshole story so love this shit let's jump on in my girlfriend 30 and i 33 have had this fight two years in a row now on or around father's day I tell her I would like a day with my dad and I at the new disc golf course on Father's Day because it has been a tradition in our life for a good amount of years now. Her dad unfortunately passed away when she was 16, Mm. so she no longer has a father to spend a day with. And after talking last year, she came with with us instead of staying at her home, something that I now see would be difficult. That is not what I want her to do. This year, she has an opportunity to help her sister and mother by watching her mother – Her sister usually watches her, but she has plans that she wants to go to, and her mother has trouble walking around, loses balance, needs help remembering her meds. So I suggested that she spend time with her mother instead of the plans we had made already on Father's Day and allowing us to celebrate our tradition again. This turned into a big fight, her saying I don't want her to come with, which technically I don't. Am I the asshole for attempting to use a situation that came up to change plans and get her to spend Father's Day with her family instead? This is a tough one. I have two two thoughts. Okay. Do you want to go first, though? No. Go ahead. Okay. So my two thoughts. One, I 100% think that he should do Father's Day with his dad at the disc golf course. Mm-hmm. Completely independent of her, unless she sees him as a father figure as well. Right. Like, if they have a relationship like that to where she, like... I mean, I don't see myself ever being in a position like this where I would, like, call my father-in-law dad. But if it is like that, that's a little bit different. But also, I could see if you have a sick mother, the last thing that you want to do on a day that's hard for you is go into a situation that could be anxiety-stricken, could be very tiring, could be very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that she should honor the fact that he goes with his dad, hangs out with his dad for the Father's Day. Why not? He has a dad that is willing and able to do that. He deserves that. Yeah. But also, I don't think that he should have proposed, hey, instead, how about you go spend time with your sick mom? See, I actually, it's interesting because I think a little bit the opposite. Really? Okay. I, I agree. I agree to the point to where I do think he should go and do the the day with his dad one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I don't think she needs to be there unless they're super, super close, which sounds like they're not. I look at it as the perspective of, hey, your dad passed away. Your mom's sick. Why would you not want to spend that day with her? Mm. It's like life is so short already. So if your sister has these other plans, why would you not want to step up and be like, hey, I want to spend the day with my mom who's sick? That makes sense. So I feel like this, I feel like the wife's kind of being the asshole. Like I get it. It's hard. But like if you are sad about your dad, wouldn't you want to be with the other parent you still have alive? And also, like, don't ruin someone else's Father Day because, because like, you don't have the opportunity to spend time with your father. Mm-hmm. And so I do have compassion for her, like, losing a parent. Yeah. I I can't even imagine. And when that day comes, I'm going to be a, a fucking mess. I can't even imagine. But at the same time, you still have to have empathy for your partner and their needs. Yeah. And if it's not, I mean, it says that they fought. They have fought about it in the past. So clearly mm. it's an important day for them just to spend that one-on-one time. Yeah. And they probably don't get that very often. Guys, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess that's generalizing. Some guys have like full days where they golf with their yeah. buddies. But I don't think father-son days are very um, happen a lot, right? Yeah. And I think that it, I guess it kind of depends like the headspace that the wife is in is like, is she does she see hanging out with her mother as something that she is willing to do because of the situation, because it is Father's Day, because that may, like if they were still together, um, you know, a day that, you know, the, the person who helped give birth to her children mm-hmm. um, isn't there anymore. That could be hard for her mom. I think that it's fair that she want to go spend time with her mom. But also I think that there is a point where, you know, it may be disappointing to your mom that you don't show up, but if that's what's going to protect your peace a little bit by going and doing something by yourself for yourself for Father's Day, I could see go either way. But I regardless, also, like, does she even have a choice? So if the sister's not going to be there, who is going to be with the mom? Like, that's you don't so have true. Choice. You can't go to fucking care.com for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, family's very important to me. And I know I shit on my relationship with my biological father, but like my relationship with my mom, I care so deeply about mm-hmm. my sister. I care so deeply about cousins. Like, so when there's a family member in need, like a sick yeah. mom, I'm like, why would you not do you there? Do you think that at some point you're going to be in the sandwich generation to where you would need to take care of your mom? And if so, would you, or would you like, wait, what cr- was, did you say sandwich? Have you heard of that? The sandwich generation? <laughs> no. I might have made that up because I'm a little hungry, but did you hear my stomach growl? <laughs> it's like whenever you, um, have your, your parents and like your parents raise you, but now you're in a place where you're in the middle to where like, you can either be in relationship with your parents or your your um what is it called or you're like taking care of your parents. Mm. You are now the caretaker yeah. of your parents, whatever the roles used to be the other way. So that's why you're sandwiched. I see. If it came like obviously, God forbid, like something happened to where you need to take care of your mother. Yeah. Maybe this is in like forty years, fifty years. Would you be willing to, you know, pick up your life to help take care of her? Or do you think that you would want to try to get her care elsewhere or another way? So my mom and grandma, I told you they worked in medical field. They worked in retirement, geriatric care. Mm -hmm. So I know how depressing that can be. 
And I would never put my mom in a retirement home. Like after seeing that firsthand and they've seen it firsthand, the family visits a lot at first and then it's less and less and less and less and less. And it's so freaking sad. And I'm sure if you have a lot of money to go to like a really nice care facility, Mm -hmm. it's different and the care is quality is a little better. But when it comes to my situation, I would drop everything for my mom. I would drop nothing for my dad. Because she's given me a lot my whole life and my dad's given me not like, no. That is so fair. (laughs) That is so fair. And like, I, and I like, and I know situations will change. And like, I, from what I hear, like your mom's like a badass independent bitch. So like, she's got this, but it's just like something that we have to start thinking about as we get older, you know, it's like making accommodations and stuff like that. I, that's what it is. The sandwich generation is where you care for your own kids, but have to care through your parents because you're, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. That's so what it is. That's a tough question. What about you? I think that I would want to, one, seeing my mom be a grandma is like the cutest thing ever. And so I know that my mom would really want to be involved in her grandkids' life. So like her name's Jody, and she goes by Jojo, which is like the cutest thing I've ever seen. That is so cute. I know. And so I think that for the pure sake of her wanting to be around grandchildren she's such a great caretaker like she she's been a teacher her whole life oh, so you more meant like if that them like moving in yeah yeah I'd be okay with that you'd be okay with your mom moving mm-hmm. in I would love to have like a little in-law suite yeah that'd be so, so like she cute. can like live independently but like come over for dinner I love it dream like yeah. that like that's my dream it's like I would love that shit because like one nothing beats like having the company of your mother but then also like being able for your grandkid like for your kids to like have a relationship with their grandparents because my yeah. grandparents um lived in Nebraska for most of my life so like we were like we didn't really see them often but it was always a treat when we did mm-hmm. but being able to have a relationship to like you can just like see your grandparents every single day is yeah. pretty freaking cool yeah and that'd be great Grandparents are amazing. Let's celebrate Grandparents Day instead of Father's Day. Is there a Grandparents Day? Yeah. What day? I don't know. Fuck. But it's on the calendar. I know it is. I just don't uh, think it's like a big deal. We did it like growing up. We'd make things for them. But that is all of our questions and everything. Overall, Father's Day can be tough for a lot of people, myself included. I'll be very candid about that. I feel like I've always been very transparent with you guys about a lot of things going on in, in my life. My relationship with my dad is something I have kept more private because I don't let it define me. And I think a lot of people, oh, she just has daddy issues or they, it's very looked at in a negative way. Yeah. And I don't see it as that. I see it, see it as like I protect my heart a lot more. And yes, I'm not as trusting, but it's made me into the strong and independent hilarious woman that I am today. And I <laughs> emphasize feel, hilarious. Yes. And I feel I can say the same for you as well. So I hope you guys, as you go into Father's Day this year, you go into it with a little more sense of pride if you are struggling with this holiday because Mm -hmm. you are an incredible person in spite of the lack of father you may have had growing up. Any last little bits of advice on your end? No, I think that, um, like, so my thing is, is, like, during the hard days, whether it's, you know, obviously Father's Day or any other day where you're having a difficult day and you feel like you are feeling a little bit weighed down, it's okay to unplug Mm-hmm. to completely disassociate yourself with the things that are bringing you down and bringing that negativity. And if it is this Sunday, we're thinking of you and keep your head up. Yeah. Keep your head up. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. I love chatting with Kiana again. She will be on, I think we're recording again next weekend, but it might come out later in yeah. the month. I'm trying to plan. I'm getting some dental work done guys. So don't say anything yet. It's still a surprise. I know, but I'm living vicariously. It's going to be amazing. But I'm I'm trying to get some podcast episodes prepped. So when I am 
out of uh, commission for a week or two, you guys will still have oh some God. content to consume. So she's, she's going to be on again soon. But I love you guys. Thanks again for listening. Again, make sure to do all the things. Rate me five stars. Leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. And thumbs up and click subscribe on YouTube. I do post exclusive sneak peeks of episodes on Instagram as well. So at my lips aren't sealed podcast. I want to plug my TikTok, but I feel like I don't. That doesn't get too much traction just yet. Do you share your TikTok to Instagram or vice versa? How does that work? I upload them separately because it's different formats. So it's, but it's a lot of work. I've been lacking on TikTok. It's hard to do it all. I edit. I do it all, guys. All the channels. Like you're a one woman show. (sighs) It's a lot. It's a lot of work. But I hope you guys. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode again. Thanks, Kiana, for being on. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Y'all, it's been fun. I appreciate y'all. I hope you guys have a great week, an even better week ahead, and we will talk more next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.